house always wins. Play long enough, you never change the stakes. The house takes you. Unless, when that perfect hand comes along, you bet big, and then you take the house. I've been practicing this a little bit. Did I rush it? Felt like I rushed. It was good. I liked it. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Big Easy Bets podcast. I'm your host, Logan, and with me in the studio, Nick Von Brick. What up? With us on the ones and twos, Joseph Ascani. What do? This is episode 173, Conference Championships are here, NFL Week 13. But before we get to that, we're going to have to recap um, what may go down as the most profitable week we've had on this podcast collectively, I think from myself. Before we do that, hit subscribe on YouTube. If you're watching there, hit the subscribe button. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever. Hit subscribe. Tell a friend about the podcast. If we helped you win a bet last week, which I'm willing to bet we did, go ahead and uh, reward us by either telling a friend, hit subscribe, do something. We're getting to the nitty-gritty now. Um, That might have been the best week we've ever had. It was a good one. It was. Did you go out the night before Thanksgiving? Did you? Yeah, it sucked. Jesus. Jesus Christ. Okay. (laughs) You didn't have I'm old as shit. Um... Okay, well, so that wasn't it. You said, like, you made the mistake going out, and so you were breaking the curse. Yeah, but I behaved myself. And so you just went out again. Well. I and I was screaming at them all, telling them they're going to go to hell. Oh, yeah? Yeah, like the people on Bourbon Street. Yeah. With a uh, megaphone. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had a fantastic Thanksgiving. Uh, I lost my first game of the day. Didn't lose another one after that. Uh, but before we get to that, we'll uh, we'll just kind of go through a couple different things. Um, you went to the Saints game in Atlanta. Yep. How was that? Terrible. Not good? Yeah, Ludacris came down from the fucking rafters on a bungee cord. <laughs> <laughs> At halftime. Oh, <laughs> bitch. Get out the way. Yeah, Dennis Allen, uh, we saw him at the, at the charity event. Not going over X's and O's for Atlanta and then uh y'all might as well rode to rode together went on over to Atlanta laid an egg no touchdowns a lot of field goals and now we're trying out new kickers poor fucking kid goes like four or five <laughs> or, or I don't even know what it was yeah because he can't make one when it doesn't matter <laughs> yeah so they're bringing in goddamn Crosby um I mean all in all how was the trip y'all had fun yeah it was a good time long car ride home not too long it's only like six and a half hours away. Yeah, but after a loss, it's like nine hours. Yeah. You don't care? Mm. You're out? You're not a fan of I anymore? mean, I bet on them. That's what I cared about the most. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about that. Was that a you're going to the game bet? No, I fucking beat the line by three, three and a half points. Did it go Saints two and a half? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I don't even know. Um, yeah, I mean, that's just it's just another example of teams that we should beat. Take the Vikings, for example, last night. Dobbs looks like a, a clown. We made him look like Michael Vick. Um, we played a lot of teams terribly because we have such a weak schedule, yet we can't win games. So we we have a tremendous problem. It starts at the top and on the, on the way down. Alvin Kamara said that we don't have an identity on offense. Then Dennis Allen gets up there and he's like, I disagree with that. I think we have an explosive offense. What the fuck? Are you, what are you talking about? What are, we, what are we talking about? Derek Carr stinks. Mm-hmm. Derek Carr stinks. Somebody tweeted it out 
and I do remember seeing it, like the people in his camp, the, the, the point of the tweet was it bothers them how they made it seem like he was doing us a favor by coming to New Orleans. And I did get that vibe. Yeah. His brother was kind of making like like this was going to be Derek Carr's revenge tour, and he was going to prove the Raiders how that he was going to prove them wrong, but almost like we were a charity case, and he chose us. Derek Carr fucking sucks. You could take a lot of other quarterbacks and put them with this team, and we'd be a problem. Mm-hmm. I'd almost venture to say I'd take Andy Dalton before I took Derek. Carr. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. When I really think about it, dude, when he gets into the red zone, it's a fucking joke. It's horrible. The fact that we settled for that many field goals, he's running around holding the ball like a loaf of bread, getting it smacked. It was like when a kid is like when play, trying to play one-on-one in the driveway on like a little fucking baby goal, and you're just swatting the shit. That's why how he got that ball hit out of his hand. Like it was a fucking Nerf football. I just, I don't know. I don't know what to do. I, it, it's, it's just a really weird time to be a Saints fan. There's really no hope, zero hope on the horizon. Um, we'll transition to, uh, Saints would currently have the 12th pick. I believe. Do they draft Jaden Daniels? I don't know. You can't unless you trade car. No one wants car. Nobody cut car. No, I know, but we just eat the money. I don't know. What do you do? I told them we're going to suck for years. Yes. It's over. It really is. No. Yeah. We're going to be really bad for quite a while. There's no there's no light at the end of this tunnel. And and people are going to freak out when we don't draft Daniels cuz we paid so much money to Carr that you got to see your investment through. I don't know. I don't know what to do. But um we Heisman update on Jaden Daniels. He's now currently a slight underdog. Mhm. How do you feel about that? I don't know. Who would you vote for? I mean, it's clear who I'd vote for. Give him your uh give him your Give me your pitch for Daniels. <laughs> why should Why should Daniels win the Heisman? Because I need his money. <laughs> don't, don't Don't pitch us. Pitch the uh, Pitch Pitch the voters. No, I don't really think it's even close. Go ahead. But I mean, stat- statistically, it's really not. I mean, playing devil's advocate, Bo Nix is having a great year. Oregon's good, eleven and one, eight and one in the Pac twelve, number six in the nation. Yeah, but high completion percentage. Bo uh, Nix will be third string on LSU. Stop. No, he would. Stop. Nuss Meyer's better than You got to stop with that. That's <laughs> no. where I draw the line. No, he That's is. That's where I draw the line. Bo Nix got run out of town by Brian Harson. <laughs> they kicked his ass. They said, see you later, pal. I draw the line at Nuss Let's Meyer, not though. forget who Bo Nix was. No, that's a fact. It, it That's enough. the biggest argument I would say that nobody's going to pay attention to, and it is the fact that you want to take an example of Pac-12 versus SEC football? Look at Omar Spades. He was at Oregon State, right? Yeah. He's the worst linebacker in the SEC. Yeah, he's one of the worst I've ever seen. He's fucking horrific. He was good at Oregon State. So that goes to show you right there. Just That's a, that's a front row, firsthand example. Omar Spates is the worst linebacker on our team. He was a very good linebacker in the Pac-12. So... The level of competition is nowhere to be found. It's it's not comparable whatsoever. Jaden Daniels came from the Pac-12 to the SEC and grew into the player that he is. So uh, this turned into my sales pitch, but this was supposed to be you, you're pitching the voters. You stack them up side by side, numbers. 
why should Jaden Daniels win the Heisman Trophy over? Bo well, Nicks? everyone saw the um, before this week the twenty yard passes for touchdowns to twenty yard completions. Yeah, Jaden Daniels has ninety plays of twenty yards or more mm-hmm. this season. That's incredible. Yeah, it is. Bo Nix has forty eight. So he's yeah. nearly doubling them in it in it big time explosive plays. Yeah, what it really boils down to is if Oregon had one more loss, it wouldn't even be a it wouldn't even be a discussion. It'd be Daniels in a runaway. If Oregon had two losses, it would be Daniels in a runaway, in my opinion. Um but Bo Nix is playing very good. He's playing it it is wild to see because when we first started the podcast, it was Bo Nix's freshman year, right? Or was that his second? Was that the second year of the podcast? It was his first. Our first year was his freshman year. Yes, and he goes and plays Justin Herbert in the neutral site game. Throws it up to the big receiver who I'm blanking on his name. He was there for quite a while with Auburn. Um, just throws a fucking prayer. You were on him. Yeah. I, I was on the Ducks. Uh, just throws up a prayer and then proceeds to the legend of Bo Nix grew from there. That he wasn't very good and couldn't play well on the road. And, yeah, got ran out of town, ran out of the SEC. And to see him turn into what he is now, if he wins the Heisman Trophy, it's going to be like a almost like an out-of-body They experience. went to T.J. Finley over Bo Nix. T.J. Finley's Texas State's quarterback. Yeah. It's like it's not – the argument to me is like just all the numbers. The numbers that Daniels is putting up, he's in a company with Burrow. Yeah. So it's like, and you're putting up those numbers in the toughest conference in football. The most comparable thing, strength of schedule is a big thing. We have the yeah. second toughest strength of schedule. Yeah, it's the most. Oregon's isn't even close. Comparable conference to professional football. So you're doing it against Ole Miss and Alabama and whoever. Like all the the, the best of the best. You're you're trouncing, not trouncing, but beating Mizzou. Like who's Oregon's best win? Yeah, you know. So. They can vote now, though. Would you rather them vote now or vote after the game? I think most people vote before. But I don't that's know. just my ju- that's just my I judgment. I, I feel like maybe they used to, but how could you? I don't know because this is the biggest game. This is a rematch of the game that they lost. So this is like a Heisman moment opportunity. Mm-hmm. I don't understand how you how could you and if you do vote before, how do you not go Daniels? So if that's yeah. the case, that should lean in your favor, in my opinion. Because you just watch. I mean, granted, Bo Nix had a good game too, but you just watched Jaden Daniels put the team on his back in the second half and win the game. So and cover. So I don't know. It'll be interesting. It'll be. Uh, I mean, eighteen to one odds. <laughs> we'll see what happens if we can get two Heisman Trophy winners in the last five years. That'd be impressive. Um. So, yeah, it's no secret. We had an incredible week. One of the best weeks I've ever had. I had such a good week. The bookie had to pay me in two separate transactions. Two separate transactions. That's when you know you fucking hit them good. Uh, Bam. Bam did not have a good week. So, Bam Bam disrespected me the other week. Um, Bam decided to go against the family. So, I told him. I said, Bam, you stood in my wedding, for Christ's sakes. Bam was showing me another person that he started getting his plays from. Somebody that was doing very well. So he said. So I said, okay, send me, send me, uh, after the fact, send me how he did. So I know for a fact that Bam decided to not listen to us this week, coming off of one of the worst weeks we've had in quite a while. 
Um, so the guy Bam listened to didn't win a game. Who? I'm definitely not going to say rookie, rookie <laughs> question. Um, poor Bam had the worst betting week that he's ever had. That's what mm. he said. Good for him. Good for him is right. I told him, I said, there's brighter days ahead, but I've told everybody for five years now, four years, five seasons, that if you hop off the train after a bad week, you're going to get buried. And it happened to one of our own. So it's like he's Fredo from The Godfather. <laughs> so that's what happens. You go against the family, that's what happens. You're like, okay, I don't take you out into the lake. Um, but he learned his lesson. I told him there's brighter days ahead, but poor Bam was going through it while we were uh, cashing in all week, almost every single game. So uh, do I have anything else? Oh, the Iron Bowl was fucking insane. Yeah. Which that would fall under the recap for Joseph's picks. But um, what the fuck? I told Lindsay because she was like, Alabama got down there. And she was like, she's like, so Alabama's going to win. I was like, if you had to bet on it right now, yeah, you would say, yes, Alabama's going to score the football. Um, I was like, but that's what's great is even if you're on the one yard line, you still got to do it. You got to play it. Anything can happen. I was like, you could get a holding. You could get whatever. Um, then they snapped the ball over his fucking head. She's like, oh, my God. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? And then the very next play, he gets it ineligible or illegal forward pass because he's three yards past the, the line of scrimmage. I couldn't believe it. Well, he went past and then he tried to go back. Yeah. He can't but, do that. But I was, I was like, no way he's about to throw it. I thought he was like going to fake it or something. And then he literally threw it. I was like, oh, my God. And then fourth and 31. Hugh Freeze should be fired for allowing one, you rush, you, you drop eight. And you allow a one-on-one, how does a one-on-one happen? Yeah. How do you get one-on-one in the back corner of the end zone? That's criminal that they even allowed that to happen. They deserve to lose. Bad teams find a way to fucking blow these games. That's just the, that's just the way it is. You have to get lucky along the way sometimes, but good teams put themselves in positions to win. The fact that they allowed a one-on-one in the back corner of the end zone, and then they want to cry and ask for the push-off, you're not going to get the fucking push-off. You're not. You're ne- they're never going to call that. It wasn't that egregious. No. I couldn't believe it. I really couldn't. It was like, that's why that's why college football is the best shit ever, because shit like that happens. Mm-hmm. Alabama, because Auburn loses to New Mexico State as a 23-and-a-half-point favorite. They lose outright by 30. And then they have it in the bag, and they're going to beat Alabama in the Iron Bowl, ruin their chances of a national championship. And then they muff the punt, and then they fucking... Just, just the the series of events. If you don't muff that pun, I can't. I couldn't believe it. Coy Moore, Coy Moore is a fucking jackass. I mean, it's got to be a, it's got to be a punch in the gut if you're a uh, Auburn fan, obviously, because it was like, yeah, you lose to New Mexico State, worst loss probably in program history, and then quickly that's all forgotten because you're about to beat Alabama in the Iron Bowl, and then fourth and thirty-one, you let them get it. I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. So, um, all right, we'll get into the recap. Uh, yeah, it was a great week. Last year, we got absolutely steamrolled during Thanksgiving. It was I had the worst Thanksgiving of my life, and I'm not even exaggerating. This was a different go round. Um, we'll we'll start with college football just because. Um, I mean, we'll get to the NFL recap later. The Egg Bowl, Mississippi State plus eleven and a half. Mississippi State was live in this game um, for a while. What was it, like 3 nothing for a while? Yeah. And then, I don't even, let me just pull it up because there was so much shit going on. 
Um, three nothing at half. Yeah, three nothing at halftime, and then you're looking at ten to seven going into the fourth quarter. Mississippi State was only able to find the end zone one time, but their defense played spectacular. So the under fifty five was a wrap. From, I mean, it's three nothing at halftime. You would need a miracle to not hit the under, and then the eleven and a half. It did get dicey. I remember because I can't remember what. I mean, obviously they made it a ten point game, but didn't they get the ball back? They got the ball back or something, and it was. Didn't they have to? They ran it and they knelt it. Mm-hmm. It did get dicey. Yeah. So they ran field goal range. That's I was like Lane Kiffin could be an asshole. So, but he didn't. They got. They were able to pick up the first down, run out the clock. Uh, so a double winner in the Egg Bowl. Then we went. So won my first two college football games. Then we go to Friday, and I lose my first two. TCU plus ten and a half was a bad pick, but. There was rumors that Dylan Gabriel wasn't going to play. Um, he played. They put up like 70. But TCU scored like 40, what, 48? 45. 45 fucking yeah. points. And they let Oklahoma score six and then. They had a chance to backdoor this potentially. They made mm-hmm. it close. They were right there. And then some. Yeah, 14 points game in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Um, and then Nebraska minus one was my lock of the week. So this was unbelievably frustrating because Nebraska couldn't do a damn thing in the first half. And then they woke up in the second half and Iowa didn't have like a, didn't convert a first down until like late into the fourth quarter. Um, Nebraska blocked two field goals, but they missed one of their own. That would have been critical, but they get the ball back. They get the ball back with an opportunity to go put a drive together. You don't even have to go that far after they got an interception. Chuba Purdy with a fucking horrific pass. The linebacker was so clearly visible, and he threw it right to him. So um, just a, a really frustrating finish. The, the game was there for Nebraska to take, and they wouldn't do it. They kept fumbling the football, which has plagued them all year. So nothing new there. You would like to think eventually we're fucking week 12 that they would figure it out and stop fumbling the football, but they don't. They muffed the punt. It, it, just a ton of mistakes that could have easily been avoided. And then if you can make the one, the, the field goal, um, it's a completely different story. So so we got two, gave two back, and then we went on a run. Oregon minus 13 and a half um, was an easy cover. Oregon, Oregon dominated. Yeah, 31-7. Yeah. And then New Mexico plus eight and a half. I had it. So it was an even better week than on paper. I had it, but um, – the line had already come down. I knew Lagasse wasn't going to play. I don't understand. I don't understand why they came out with that line. This game went to overtime. New Mexico lost by three. Tulane minus three. They were on the fortunate side of multiple UTSA turnovers. Um, it was a little sweaty there down the stretch, but um, but they cover. Michigan minus three. We can talk about it. Um, I feel like I kind of hit the nail on the head in terms of McCord is just a guy. McCord's not good enough to. He was the difference. If they had. If they had multi, even a halfway decent quarterback, they win the game. I felt like they played pretty well, to be honest. I felt like Michigan was kind of uh, leaving opportunities open, but the interception from McCord in the beginning, mm-hmm. two, two interceptions. You start the game with an interception, you end the game with an interception. So that was the difference. J.J. McCarthy didn't really, um, didn't really fuck it up for him like McCord did. So what were, did you have any takeaways, any, any, anything noteworthy? I mean, we were close to um, pushing because if Michigan would have gotten one more first down, they would have been able to run the clock out. But luckily, 
they had to kick a field goal yeah. with 20-something seconds or whatever was left. Yeah. So that was the main reason why we had to take three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and they covered the opening line too, mm-hmm. which is also impressive. Uh, yeah, no, McCord. Yeah, luckily it didn't stay at five and a half. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that would have sucked. McCord's just not that good, though. Yeah. That, he's the problem. I don't think he'll be the quarterback next year. So if Ryan Day's there, I don't think McCord's there. Yeah. They're uh, already talking about possible transfers. I saw an interest in Cam Ward. Yeah. That'd be sick. Speaking of Cam Ward, uh, we were both on at Wazoo plus 16 and a half. I'm going to be honest. I had a slight money line sprinkle on this at plus 600. That would I been, was hoping they would win. That would have been fucking sick. I'm going to be honest. Washington's decision to go for it, that just goes to show you their defense is trash. They have no faith in their defense. They ran a jet sweep or some shit on fourth and like two from their own 30-yard line. You don't get that. It's ball game. It's mm-hmm. over. Granted, they picked up 40 or 50 yards off of it, so yeah. ballsy-ass call. And, and uh, It was a beautiful fortune, play design. Yes. Fortune favors the bold. But that told you right there, they don't believe in their defense at all. So, it was like a, that fake inside handoff. Didn't yeah, they did misdirection. Yeah. Uh, but nonetheless, Wazoo was live. Hitting a plus 600 would have been fucking sick. Yeah. That would have definitely been my best week of all time. Um, so we cover there. LSU minus 10.5. It was uh, a really slow start. But then it quickly became apparent late in that second half, like, A&M wasn't going to do anything on offense anymore. The defense figured it out, and then they finally pulled their head out of their ass, and then we needed one more touchdown, and we were able to get it. So LSU covers the number. Um, Cal plus nine and a half. We end the the night with an outright dominant winner. Um, I texted you this. Cal is a team that I am certainly, because they're going bowling, I'm going to keep an eye out for who their matchup. uh, That's a team I'm going to look at because they've got young players. Told you I'm pretty sure Ott is coming back. Yeah, he's only a sophomore. They're going to be a team that wants to win a bowl game for sure. they got young players coming back next year, and they've got talent, dude. They really do. Um, And then Florida plus six and a half. This one was so frustrating because Billy Napier is not a good coach. I mean, we can can stop beating around the bush there. Billy Napier is a bad coach. You've got players hitting the coach's arms off of them. Uh, spitting on players, like violently spitting, not even just spitting. I'm talking like from the depths of his fucking stomach, spitting whatever could come up twice. And then the the late hit on Road Roadmaker, Rodemaker. Mm-hmm. Um you don't do that. You went they they cover the they cover the spread if you don't do that. Yeah. He's clearly sliding. Clearly sliding. It's gonna be fourth and two, they're gonna punt the ball back. And they fucking smoked the shit out of them. Two of them did it. So it's like, I just, I don't know. I don't think Billy Napier is a good coach. Do you? Um, I don't know. What do you mean? I don't really have a strong opinion on it, but Florida's always been a team that does stupid shit for years. Yeah, I mean, you saw the video of the coach holding the player back and yeah. he fucking hits his, like that right there. That 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 sums it you up. You got to run those players out of the fucking building. Yeah. But I don't think he does. I mean, I know it's not going to happen overnight. Yeah. I understand. But, I, yeah, the fact that he – like, to hit the coach off of you like that is crazy. In college football? So that one, that was – that one was frustrating because 
the offense for Florida was looking good in the first half. So the quarterback's not bad. Yeah, they were able to run the ball. Yeah. And then the last two drives, the D-line for Florida State just woke up and was like, ah, Jesus Christ. They smoked the fuck out of him on the strip sack. Mm-hmm. Same thing, like knocked the ball out like it was a fucking Nerf ball. I was like, <laughs> oh, my God. Um, it, it is what it is. It, it, it's frustrating, but... um. It, that just goes to show you it. The losses hurt worse than that. The losses are more noteworthy than the wins because after I lost the first two that day, I rallied off one, two, three, four, five in a row, and went six out of my last seven. And I was so mad. I was so pissed after that Florida game because it's still those games that hang in the balance still aren't. Going my way. Every other game that I won, pretty much, like Michigan, we weren't in danger of losing. It was going to be a push at at worst, it was looking like. Um, Cal, blowout. Wazoo nearly wins outright. LSU, um, late cover. But still, in the second half, they flipped the switch. Oregon, easy win. Mississippi State, Ole Miss, like, easy winners. Um. Still, those games that hang in the balance can't get lucky. So, it's just frustrating. Um, Eight and three on the week for me. One of the better weeks I've had in quite some time. Nearly clawed all the way out of the gutter. 52, 55, and four. Six and eight in my locks of the week. Obviously, we lost the most important one, but we made up for it uh, by winning a lot of them. Um, You had eight plays. Yeah, I went five and three. I had the egg bowl under 55 and a half. It was an easy winner. Next bet was TCU plus 10.5. We talked about it. Oklahoma. His offense was unstoppable in the game. 69 points scored. Missouri minus 7.5. Missouri dog walked Arkansas. KJ Jefferson got knocked out early in this game, mm-hmm. which which that helped. But um, Michigan minus 3. I also was on the under 46.5. We just weren't able to get enough stops and forced field goals there at the end. Um there was like what twenty, I mean fifty something points scored, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Florida plus six and a half. We talked about it. Wisconsin minus two was my lock of the week. Um, Wisconsin won twenty eight <clears throat> to fourteen. Did I miss any? Uh, Washington Wa- State. Wazoo. Yeah, yeah. We talked about. It. I I thought I thought Washington State was going to be live in this one. I thought they were were going to scare Washington. They did. Um, it would have been nice for them to win, though. Yes. Um, yeah, and I wanted to take Penn State. Penn State beat the shit out of Michigan State. 42 to nothing. Yep. I should have just... I should have just have done it. You hear people chirping, and sometimes you pull back. I should have just fucking went with what I know best. If Michigan, If Penn State is playing a trash Big Ten school and they're 20 points or less, you take them. Uh, Joseph, how many plays did you have? I had seven plays. How'd you do? Uh, went five and two. Yep. Five and two. Um, I switched, luckily, on that Thursday game to Egg Bowl. I'm glad I didn't stick with the over. Um, some of my breakdown kind of pointed towards Mississippi State, so I'm glad I switched on that one. And then I took the under Iowa-Nebraska. <clears throat> I think it ended right on the hook, huh? Or no, 23 
So that was a good hit. Uh, and then my lock was one of my two losses, like Nick just touched on, under 46 and a half. Couple field goals that we couldn't get there at the end um, prevented us staying under that. <clears throat> and then I was at the game for A and M at LSU. I was on the over. I actually was able to live bet when they were down ten money line LSU. That was easy. Yeah. Um, then Auburn, we talked on that one too. That was a good pick plus fifteen. That's always a close game. Um, and then I was on the right side of that Florida State game. That was a weird one for sure. And then the wrong side of the Cal-UCLA. I was on UCLA, but they played like crap. Cal's pretty good. Um, and that brings me to 32 and 22 overall uh, and 6 and 8 in my locks. 32 and 22 is very good. Um, righty. Let's get into it. Uh, conference championship weekend is here. I am... Probably going to have a play for every single one, except maybe one. We'll see. Uh, how many total do you have? Um, I think I'm going to go with all of them. Good. Good. This is the time. This I'll is... go, I might run some switcheroo skis. I don't know about some of these. What does that mean exactly? Like if I say something, you might switch? No, I don't know. Oh, you're just going to just. I'm already starting to second guess the first game on Friday. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. No, yeah, there's some, there's some tough ones here. Once we get down to the nitty-gritty um, – the, the end of the season games, we're, we definitely typically get uh, a little more aggressive. So, worked last week, though. So, let's see if we can work again. Friday, December 1st, New Mexico State and Liberty Conference USA Championship. I've got this at a 10-point spread. Total is... Jesus Christ. I don't want anybody to see my shit before I give it out. Um... 54 and a half is what I see that. Yep. You want me to go first? You to go first? It doesn't matter. I'll go first. Um, alrighty. Conference USA doesn't do a neutral site, so this will be a home game for Liberty. I'm going to take the over 54 and a half. Liberty has only scored under 30 points one time this season. Um, you took them over eight wins. I think it was eight, eight and a half, one of the two, plus money. Uh, they haven't lost. They're undefeated. Nobody really saw New Mexico State in at 10 wins either, but uh, Pavi is going to have to help us in the scoring department. I am going to take the over. I want to lay the points with Liberty. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I have here New Mexico State plus 10, but 10 and a half, but it did come down to 10. I'm just going to lay it with Liberty now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, I'll lay it with Liberty, too. I have it down. Um, the half point? Yeah. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, okay, so it worries me. Pavia is very much – I know the team well, I know, and they're one of the best teams against the spread. Pavia is very wishy-washy. Um, there was rumors circulating that he might have been a little banged up. I don't know how much truth there is to that, but – I mean, he had multiple turnovers last week against Jacksonville State. He will put the ball up for grabs. This New Mexico State defense is good, but I don't buy into the fact that they're going to be able to stop Liberty. They are good. They're much improved. I don't think that they're going to be able to stop Liberty. So Liberty's going to do the brunt of the scoring here. New Mexico State, Pavia's mobility, they will be able to put some points on the board, enough to hit the over, but Liberty will win by 10 points or more. So I'm going to take Liberty. I will take the over 54 and a half. 
you're just on Liberty? Yeah, I would lean over, though, just because the offenses are good, Liberty. Ninth-ranked third-down offense in the nation. New Mexico State defensively, like you said, they aren't bad, but I think in the end, just Liberty's superior. Yeah, <clears throat> that's why I'm leaning. It's a tough one, though, because, I mean, I remember the bowl game last year. I was on the right side of that. I'm hoping this is not a uh, got the same vibe to that. Um, Joseph, are you on this game? No. Okay, so the second game on Friday, the Pac-12 championship. Is anybody on it? Yeah. Are you on it? Yeah. I'll let y'all go. Um, This is going to be like an unconventional play. In, in the first game, Washington won 36-33. Oregon missed, I think, two field goals in that game. Um, we know Oregon's defense is better, but Washington's defense has played a little bit better as the season's gone on. Um, it's been the offenses that kind of slowed down, so – I'm going to take the Oregon team total under 38 and a half. <laughs> I fucking knew it. Are you fading him in hopes that he has a bad game? <laughs> no, it's just fucking numbers, bro. It's my fucking numbers tell me to take. <laughs> oh, man. I think this is a fucking... Everyone thinks it's points. It's going to be a snooze fest. But I'm taking... um. Oregon team total under 38 and a half. <laughs> Washington probably keeps it close with the defense in this. <laughs> of course I'm on the over. Uh, this is my lock of the week, so we'll have to come back to it for me. You're on the over? Yeah. Mm. Jeez. Yeah. Um, I'll wait for my lock, but um, okay. So you're over what? Uh, 66 and a half. Okay. All righty. Yeah, like I said, this is my lock of the week, so we'll come back to it. Saturday, first game, Oklahoma State and Texas. The Big 12 championship in Arlington. Texas, 14-point favorites, over under 55.5. I'm taking Texas. I'm laying the points. Yeah, I'm taking Texas as well. Okay, I'm taking Texas as well. Why do you say it like that? Were you thinking of something else? No, I just I have um, Texas minus 14 with some question marks. Uh, I have Texas's run defense looking great. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State's run game obviously looking great. Texas blew out Texas Tech last week. The defense looked phenomenal. Is that enough to cover the 14? That's kind of why I had those question marks, but I'm yeah, going to so take it with you guys. I'm also on the over, too. I'm, I'm going to be side in total on a few this week. We're, gonna, we're sending more shots. So Texas has been – this is the way I look at it. And actually, I have a question that we'll come back to. But Texas has basically been penalized for looking bad, but people disregard the fact that they were without Ewers. Texas, semi, they don't control their own destiny, but if they go out and put up a number right here, it's going to help their case big time because Alabama's going to be in a tough spot with Georgia. If they show a dominant performance, I think it could go a long way for them landing in the number four spot. They just beat Texas Tech by 50. You have to stop Ollie Gordon. I think he had five touchdowns last week. He is the bulk of... Oklahoma State's offense, he's exactly what they want to do. Sell out on Ollie Gordon, stop him, make life easier, make life harder for Bowman or whoever's fucking playing quarterback these days for Oklahoma State. I think Texas trounces them in this one. I think we see a similar to last week against Texas Tech. Yeah, I do too. Texas is 20th in the nation in yards per play. Oklahoma State's defense is 110th in the nation in yards per play allowed. Um, Oklahoma State has a defense, decent offense, but Texas ranks first in the nation in third down defense. So I love that. I think Texas rolls in this one. 
gets a big time statement win yeah. to add to the resume for their college football playoff hopes. Yeah, like you can't just win this. You got to dominate them. You got to you got to go out and leave no doubt that okay, Texas deserves to be in if the chips fall where they where they where Texas needs them to. Um So what would Texas need to do to get in? Florida State has to lose. Um and then I mean, it falls back on the okay. So also, they probably need Georgia to win. Okay, so hold on. Here's here's the scenario. Michigan's in. Bama beats Georgia. Bama beats Georgia. Oregon beats Washington. Florida State. We'll say Florida State loses. Florida State loses. They're out. So Bama has now beat Georgia. You've got Michigan in. You've got Oregon in. You got Bama in. Would Bama go? Um, yeah, definitely. Would Georgia go? Uh, that's a tough question. Well, that's the <laughs> that's the question. What's going to make it even tougher is if Florida State wins. So, yes, if Georgia loses, I don't think they go. Yeah, I think they might be out. It depends on how the game goes, you know. You have to put stock into the head-to-head matchups. You have to. And if it comes down to it where if Bama, if Texas blows out Oklahoma State and Bama wins, if Bama goes and Texas doesn't go, it just discredits the games. It discredit, And we talked about this on the last episode. I think you leave Georgia out. It matters when you lose. Definitely. But Texas went, you, you would, of all of them, you could make the argument before we play this weekend's games, because obviously these will be impressive wins. But you could make the argument, unless I'm forgetting of a, te- a team, but you make the argument that Texas has the most impressive win. Yeah. Of any of them. On the road in Tuscaloosa to start the season. So... And that's what they keep saying about Alabama. They're a different team now. It's like Texas still had to, like, nobody had an advantage. Nobody had a, a leg up. So it's like you could say Texas is a different team. And I feel like people are penalizing them for nearly losing to Kansas State and, uh, and a couple other subpar performances. But they were without their starting quarterback for quite a while. But I just think it sets a really bad precedent if you don't, if you put Bama in over them and Texas has the head-to-head matchup. They beat them. They've lined up head-to-head and won. Yeah, you can't put Alabama in and leave them out. I don't think and that's leave Texas happen. out. Yeah. You're saying yeah, because they won on the road in Alabama. They didn't win at yeah. home. They won. No, that's what in makes Alabama. it even more impressive. Yeah, so like I'm saying, if you stack them up, they they have the most impressive win. And it was like a they they showed out. They played well. It wasn't like a and, and honestly, Milrow played pretty good that game with the deep balls. At least he was putting yeah. points up on the board. It wasn't like they just it was like a defensive battle and no offense could get it going or whatever. Like Texas put points on the board on Alabama's defense. So I think that'll be interesting. I lean towards Georgia's got to be out. Which is crazy because they have they've been so dominant. But it matters when you lose, I think. Cuz you just set a bad precedent otherwise. That's my thoughts on it. Um but yeah, I think we see Texas come out and lay a big number here. I think they put up put up pounding on Oklahoma State. Um, MAC Championship. Miami of Ohio versus Toledo. I've got the line at eight. I'm taking the underdog. And I have nothing else to give you. I have nothing else to give anybody about the MAC Championship. It's 
the conference that doesn't make sense. You're going to give me eight points with Miami of Ohio, 10 and 2, 7 and 1 in the MAC. I'll take it. That's all I got. What are you taking? I'm going to take Toledo minus seven and a half. Okay. Have you watched a single MAC team play this season? No. <laughs> and you're just not going to ride. Yeah, I'm not taking Miami of Ohio. Why is that? <laughs> I mean, their offense just isn't any good. <clears throat> These teams have played, so that that should be noted. Um, it was a four-point loss for Miami of Ohio. Gabbert broke his leg in this one. So that's something to keep in mind, that the quarterback that finished the game wasn't the one that started it. Um, it was a it was a really close matchup, 318 yards for Toledo, 299 for Miami of Ohio. So Miami of Ohio was able to contain Toledo's high-powered offense. Um, yeah, I'm just going to land with Toledo. <laughs> That's a lot of points. It is, but it's... Miami of Ohio had a fight back in this one in the first matchup. Um, They're scrappy. And Gabbert was a big part of them fighting back. He's not going to play because his leg's still broken. So uh, <laughs> I'm taking Toledo. Yeah, like I said, I don't have a strong lean. It's a lot of points. It's I don't have much to give. So um, we're going to take the eight and we're going to hope. So uh, Mountain West Championship, Boise State versus UNLV. Which way are you leaning? Uh, this one's tough. It is very tough. Yeah. I don't feel strongly about this one, but um, I I think I'm on the right side. Oh, wait, are you on the Mac? No, no. Okay. No. You want me to go? Yeah. <clears throat> I'm taking UNLV plus two and a half. UNLV's far exceeded expectations. They're playing for a 10-win season. I'm going to take them getting the points. Uh, Boise was down 10 nothing against Utah State, then Lagos got hurt. I think Air Force has long been exposed, so I'm not really blown away by what they did last week. UNLV's fourth in the nation on third down, 51%. They're fifth in the nation in red zone offense. They're 16th um, in turnover margin. I don't believe in Taylor Green. I've said it time and time again. If UNLV's going to be this efficient, they're going to move the chains and, and score when they get to the red zone. I think we see um, I think we see UNLV win this game outright. It, it, they're going for a 10-win season. It's been a Cinderella run for them. Both teams has really good field goal kickers, so I'm not really – and UNLV has the better one by a little bit. I'm not really worried about getting burned there. Um, Boise State has played a lot of teams close. They've been on the wrong end of a couple bad losses, unlucky losses. But I just think UNLV's a little too efficient and not on the blue turf. It's a different ball game. Taylor Green's not that good. He's not efficient enough as a passer to consistently put points up on the board. I wish I wish we could have saw the outcome of the Utah State game if Lagos doesn't get hurt because they were up 10 nothing about to go make it 17. So in this UNLV team I think is a little compar <coughs> it's comparable. They got a mobile quarterback. Yeah. And they're efficient. So I'm going to take the points. Yeah, I want to take UNLV. Um so that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> like you said, I think the third down conversion rate is impressive. Um, Boise State's defense is not very good this year. 104th in the nation in yards per play allowed. Um, whereas last year, the defense kind of carried them. So. Just take the points with you. It's tough Don't because um, Boise State's offense is pretty good. Yeah, it's woken up for sure. But I'm telling you, I'm telling you, if it's a shootout, Taylor Green will make mistakes. That's the way I, trust I feel. You. That's the way I feel. Are you on this, Joseph? No. Okay, so we go to the SEC Championship, 3 p.m. kickoff. Um, 
Georgia and Alabama. You can get five and a half. So you can get sixes. Uh, see 54 and a half, give or take. I have not. I placed a bet for just about everything else. I have not placed a bet for this one yet. And I am. Do you feel good about it? Um, No. Me neither. I'm pretty conflicted. Um, I really, this is tough. This is tough. One thing I do, let me see. I am on the under 55. But as far as side, I have I have not decided. Yeah, there's five and a half to six and a half available. <clears throat> Is there anything higher than a 55? No. Okay. I'm on under 55. Um, how do you feel confident taking Bama after? But then again, Georgia kind of laid an egg too. It, it's look ahead spots for both of them, I guess. But the Iron Bowl's not a look ahead. Look ahead spot for Georgia, I guess. Carson Beck did look good in the small sample size that I've seen him this year. Uh, is Alabama's defense going to be able to contain them? I think so. Um, I don't fucking know. I, I lean Georgia. I lean Georgia with the points. Yeah, I'm going to take Alabama plus six and a half. Just because I think it's too many. I would have bet Georgia minus four and a half when it opened, but yeah. it's not that anymore so i'm gonna just stick with the under for now i may add it i may add something i just worry about uh i don't know i mean i'm expecting both defenses to play well this is a tough one though because alabama's been so wishy-washy in the beginning of the year playing teams bad losing to texas and then they clearly got it going and turned it around but milro what i don't know i don't know are you on this joseph yeah, I'm also on Alabama plus six and a half. Okay. This just feels like one of those, like, I. it's like the history of Alabama. It's hard to go against them, and you're going to give them nearly a touchdown. But we've been saying all year, at least beginning of the year, like the demise of Alabama is upon us. Yeah, we and, thought. And then, that, then they turn the ship around. But they're a fourth and 31 away from this being a non-factor. Yeah, and I feel like that's going to – be the thing. What do you mean? You know? like that's when gonna, they win. That's going to propel them? It's just going to be like, look back the Cinderella the story. Yeah, it's incredible it's the, that they're even there. That or they just get fucking trounced. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I can see both. Mm-hmm. I can see Georgia coming out and just smacking the shit out of them. Because Carson Beck did look good against Tennessee and fucking... And Brock Bowers is healthy, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'll stick with just the under currently. Um, the American Athletic Championship, SMU and Tulane. This number's gone all over the place. This number's gone all over the place. Are you on this, Joseph? Yeah, it's my lock, though. Okay. Um, so I got under 49 today. I, I was going to take SMU plus six. And that's come down pretty yeah. substantially within a couple hours. So I'm going to take under 49. What's it at now? The, uh, the spread? F- four, I see. Oh, wow. Yeah, there might be four and a half, I think, still. Um, Yeah, the big story here is obviously Preston Stone broke his leg. 
So Tulane was on the fortunate side of a lot of fumbles for UTSA and a couple picks. Frank Harris, that's what I said going into that game. He, I, I trust Michael Pratt to not turn the ball over in comparison. Uh, Frank Harris has been pretty loose with it. He turned it over quite a bit. So Tulane was on the fortunate side of that. The offense does not look like a well-oiled machine, though. So there's been plenty of times this year where they've played down to their opponent. They haven't been as efficient. And with all those turnovers that they got, they still only put up like 26 points, 29, whatever it was. So I'm going to take the under. SMU's defense has been really good. Tulane ran for 227 yards against UTSA. SMU is the 26th-ranked run defense. So I don't think they're going to be able to do that. They're going to force Michael Pratt to uh, kind of carry the the brunt of the work, and he's capable, but I don't know that this Tulane team, they're not as good as they were last year. I understand the record says otherwise. Um but they're just they're not. They don't, they're not as explosive on offense. If you can stop the run, it's, it's gonna make things make life a little bit more difficult for Pratt. Um so I'll take the under forty nine. And I'm wishing I would have took SMU plus six. How did the backup do? Not bad. Not bad. He's he's not bad. I think he's got three touchdowns, no interceptions on the year. A pretty good it's small sample size. Things like eighteen to twenty four, good completion percentage, no picks. Um Jennings. I think is his name. He's not bad. It's not a huge downgrade. And I think you're seeing that. You're seeing that in the market now. Because this was nearly a touchdown today. Now you're down to four. So, I don't know. I'm going to take under 49. Yeah, I'm going to take SMU plus four and a half. I wish we could have got a fucking six. Yeah, it's a defense. Fourth and yards per play allowed. Fourth and third down defense. Kind of coincides with the over. Yeah. I mean, the under. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we're going to take SMU plus four and a half. Okay. And we'll get back to it later for Joseph's Lock. App State and Troy in the Sun Belt Championship. Um, I see Troy minus six or ha- six and a half, give or take, and then over under 52 and a half, give or take. Do you feel good about this? Um. Yeah, I guess so. I don't. So lead us to the water. I'm going to lay six and a half with Troy. Okay. I just think their defense here, you look at App State's offense, it's good. Um, but I think when you look at overall the the, the team that Troy has, they, they have a decent offense um, and a really, really good good defense. So I think it's kind of like um, I would probably lean under here too. Mm-hmm. I think App State probably – Struggles a little bit offensively here, and Troy's able to do enough to cover. Okay. I'll follow you. I'll take him six, minus six and a half as well. I just said I don't. There's weather in that forecast, right? Yeah, I like that better if that's the case. I don't yeah. know. Um, I think that helps both of y'all. I don't know that. Let's see. Are you on this? Me? No. No, I was looking at it, though. I, I agree with you. I'd lean Troy. Um, Let's see. I'll pull up the, the forecast. Saturday... Oh, yeah. Yeah, 100% chance. A lot of rain. What time do they play? Three? Yeah, I believe so. Oh, yeah, it'll be raining all day. Yeah. Beautiful. Does that make you feel better? Um, Yeah. Good. Because Troy wants to run the ball, play yeah, good defense. App State wants to throw it. <clears throat> all right, there you go. Um, You got anything more on that? Or we're, we're no, good? that's it. Big Ten Championship, Michigan and Iowa. Number three ranked Wolverines, number 17 ranked Hawkeyes. It's the return of Jim Harbaugh. I'm going to lay the points. I don't like this. 
I, I but I, I I gotta have the action. I gotta have the action. Jim Harbaugh's back. Twenty three points in favor of Michigan. I'm gonna lay it because Iowa. Michigan should not allow Iowa to score. I understand Michigan just lost Zinter, snapped his leg like a twig. They have injuries at cornerback. Iowa doesn't want to throw it. They might want to. They can't. It's impossible. So I don't think that Iowa finds the end zone once. Michigan, just grind away, play your game, put some points on the board. They should be able to cover this number. I could see it getting a little fucked up because Michigan's not going to give a shit about the Big Ten Championship. they got bigger fish to fry. But I just don't see Iowa finding the end zone. So Penn State beat the dog shit out of Iowa. Michigan beat the dog shit out of Penn State. So I'll take I'll lay the twenty three with the Wolverines. You taking the Hawkeyes? No, I'm uh, taking Michigan. You gonna lay the number? Yeah, okay. as am I. Okay. All right, there you go. You got a consensus on Michigan minus twenty three. Um, the final game before our locks, the ACC championship, Louisville, Florida State. Florida State's two and a half point favorites over under 48 and a half. Is this your lock? Yeah. Okay, I was going to say. Um, interesting. I'm taking the points with Louisville. I, I don't like Plummer. Jeff Brom, I've been saying I feel like they've overachieved at Louisville, but sometimes, sometimes the cards, the, the stars just align for you, and they have in this case. Uh, Rodemaker is the starting quarterback for Florida State. He should be in concussion protocol because he got knocked the fuck out, and they let him come waddling back into the game. Louisville's got a lot of guys on offense that can put points on the board. Thrash, Jordan. They've got dynamic playmakers. They just need to have a competent quarterback. We'll see if we can get that. It does worry me because Florida State still has a good a good D-line. Uh, Verse was getting off early and often. But you don't lose your quarterback and, 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 and keep winning. It just doesn't happen, not when he's the caliber that Jordan Travis is. Um, the committee's not going to want him to win. They might pull some strings. They might do some shady shit. I don't know. I'm laying the points. With, I'm taking the points with Louisville plus two and a half. What are you taking, Joseph? I'm not on that one, but I would lean Louisville. Okay. Um, I think all we have left is locks, correct? Or what? Yeah. Do you have another one? Me? No, that was it. You're nope. good? Yep. All righty. All right. There you go. Now for the most important bets of the week, our locks. It's a lock, Kramer. You've had this thing under control for almost three years now. But it's a lock. They need that fucking juice. They need that next bet. They need, come on, come on. Yes! When they win, they go fucking crazy. All right, for my lock of the week, I'm going to Oregon and Washington, the Pac-12 championship. It's the rematch, and how do you not lay the points with Oregon? Since Washington won the first matchup, they played six games. Four of those six were won by one score. It took Arizona State throwing a pick six in the fourth quarter. They still had a chance to go down and win the game. Oregon State had a game-winning chance down two. Washington State was live through the entire game. Bo Nix is one dominant performance away from unfortunately winning the Heisman Trophy, and they already have lost to this team, so they've got the bulletin board material. I think Penix is hurt. He's missing routine throws, assault against Wazoo. I'm laying nine points with Oregon as my lock of the week. Yeah, Louisville, Florida State. Louisville outgained Kentucky 403-289. They turned it over three times and lost the football game. Florida State was stuffed on over 40% of its runs last week against Florida. They rushed for 1.0 line yards per rush. Louisville had the 10th ranked rush defense this season. 
They stuffed 24% of opponents' runs and allow only 2.5 line yards per rush. Against a pass, they rank 67th, but they only allow 24% success rate on passing downs. I'm still a big believer in Florida State's defense. I think they certainly have the edge against this Louisville offense. Um, as much as as bad as I want Louisville to win, I'm not going to bet them. Because of Florida State's defense, I'm going to take the under 48.5. Um, it's going to be total fucking chaos trying to figure out who's going to get into the college football playoff. Holy shit, I didn't even... Yeah, I'm on the under 48.5 too. Okay. Right when you said it, it triggered it. Just so, just so there's no confusion. So I'm not lying. I should have said that. <laughs> Good, I like that. Sorry, you fucking... You reminded me. Yeah, no, I, I, I would agree. How are, how I are, think Florida State's going to win, but... Well, I hope they don't. I don't want them to, but... Well, let's let's all hope they don't. Let's, maybe they'll just win by two. That'll work, whatever. <laughs> or they could just it's lose. It's going to be... This is going to be the most controversial. What did you say about the run with Florida State last week? Oh, they sucked. Yeah. I mean, it was so deceiving because I think Benson ended up with, what, like three touchdowns? Yeah. But if you watch that entire game... That's why I picked Florida State. I thought they'd be able to run the shit out of the ball. They got stuffed. Yeah, which Benson was... couldn't get it going. Kind of surprising, because wasn't it yeah. Kentucky that ran all over Florida? Yes. Mm-hmm. Ray Davis. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, was on the wrong side of that. And then Louisville just played Kentucky. They didn't really do bad against the run against Kentucky. I think they allowed under 100 yards, so... I think Louisville's defense is what kind of keeps them around. But it's going to be it's going to be Florida State's defense that Obviously, hopefully, we'll see what happens. <laughs> All righty, there you go. That is our best bets for conference championship. Oh, wait, no, I'm tripping. I got you. Go ahead, my bad. You're good. Go ahead. Uh, you touched on it. I'm on it as well. Uh, my lock of the week is SMU and Tulane's under 49. Uh, one thing you didn't mention, I don't know if you saw this, but there's a lot of bad weather over here this weekend as well. Yeah. I think I saw it. I knew there was a chance of rain. I knew there was for Sunday. I knew Sunday was going to be terrible, so yeah. that makes sense. Um. Yeah, this one's going to be bad too. Bad weather, just like we we talked about with with the Troy game. Yeah. Um, SMU, we know they can air the ball out, but like y'all touched on, Stones out. Uh, they might have to lean more on the run in this one. That's going to be tough, especially being on the road in bad weather against a fifth ranked Tulane rushing defense, giving up only eighty six yards per game on the ground. Uh, and on the other side, Nick, I think you talked about it as well. SMU's got a pretty Pretty good defense as well, ranking 13th overall in total defense, giving up only 17 points per game. I think the defenses are going to do enough in this one to stay under the 49. There you go. All righty. That is our best bets for conference championship weekend as well as our locks of the week. So we'll do a quick recap. Um, <clears throat> in order, not really, but whatever. Liberty minus 10 over 54 in conference USA championship. In the Big 12 championship, I'm taking Texas minus 14 over 55. I think Texas lays a big number here. The MAC championship, I'm taking Miami of Ohio plus eight. Mountain West, I'm taking UNLV plus two and a half. In the American Athletic, I'm taking the under 49 in SMU and Tulane. SEC championship, I'm taking the under 55. I may add a side later on. The Sun Belt championship, I'm taking Troy minus six and a half. Big Ten Championship, Michigan, minus 23. The ACC Championship, Louisville, plus 2.5, and, and the under, 48.5. And, and my lock of the week is going to be the Pac-12 Championship, the Oregon Ducks, minus 9. 
All right. We're on Liberty minus 10, the Oregon team total under 38 and a half. Texas minus 14. Toledo minus seven and a half. UNLV plus two and a half. Alabama plus six and a half. SMU plus four and a half. Troy minus six and a half. Michigan minus 23. And we're on the Louisville, Florida State under 48 and a half for the lock of the week. Oregon at Washington, I'm on the over 66 and a half. Oklahoma State and Texas, I'm going to lay the 14 with the Longhorns. Uh, I'm going to take Alabama plus six and a half against Georgia. I'm going to lay the big number 23 with Michigan. And for my lock of the week, I'm also on the under 49 in the SMU two-lane game. All righty. There you go. <clears throat> Look, we're coming off of one of the best weeks we've ever had on this show collectively. Um but that's not what's tough. What's tough is doing it again. We did it once. You got to do it again. If you give it all back, what was the point? So, um, but again, it's a it's kind of a double edged sword here because we are going to get aggressive down the stretch. We pick every single bowl game, which is right around the corner. So we're going to see what we can do. We're re- responsibly uh, trying to bury our bookies. So, and uh, phase one has already been initiated. So phase two is going to be this weekend. The NFL, <clears throat> much like college football, the NFL went very well. Thursday, uh, the bulk of my games were all on Thursday. Started off with a loser, minus 7.5 with the Lions. Uh, bad pick, clearly. The Lions are overrated. Um, they don't win on Thanksgiving either, so I should have known that. Uh, minus 7.5 was a horrific number. Clearly wrong number there. Then we rattled off four straight wins. Cowboys minus 11, they beat the shit out of them. 49ers minus 6.5, they beat the shit out of them. Ravens minus 3.5, we'll talk about that because Zay Flowers... I saw everybody saying, oh, you got lucky. It's bullshit. What the fuck are we talking about? The greatest field goal kicker in the history of the game missed a 40-yarder that would have secured the cover. So I don't want to hear anything about you got lucky because we got incredibly unlucky, and then we got lucky. Zay Flowers took it to the crib. We were watching. I was like, Justin Tucker's going to get redemption. I was like, you either got to get stuffed or busted. Either one. They didn't get stuffed, but they fucking busted it. So... Ravens with a late touchdown. Thank you to Zay Flowers. Steelers minus one is my lock of the week. Like I said, the offense wasn't all of a sudden just going to start clicking and be this spectacular uh, showing, and it was not. It was not. Kenny Pickett put up more yards, but no touchdowns. It was a little dicey there down the stretch, but the defense settled in, and exactly as I thought. The backup quarterback is not as good as Joe Burrow. Who would have thought they weren't able to do anything in the second half? Steelers pull away in a one-point favorite. As my lock of the week, they get the job done. Four and one on the week for me brings me to 29 and 32, six and six in my locks of the week. So, again, like I said, we got out of the gutter on both both fronts, college football and NFL. Uh, we're not completely head above water yet, but we're very close. Uh, you had same thing, five plays. You also went four and one. Yeah, all the plays on Thanksgiving were so easy cruising. The egg bowl never came close to the total. Um, then we had the Lions minus uh, plus seven and a half. They, um, fuck. Packers. We had the Packers plus seven and a half. They took the lead early and then really never kind of looked back. Um, I didn't expect the Lions to lose, though. Yeah. Jared Goff did the turnover thing. Yes. <laughs> Second week in a row. Um, Cowboys minus ten and a half total blowout. San Francisco minus six and a half was my lock of the week. They went easily. Um, we had the Saints plus one. We kind of touched on it earlier in the podcast. 
it's dark times ahead for the Saints. Um, yeah. And then we had the Ravens minus three and a half. No, it was four good. and one. Yeah, it was a great week. Joseph, what did you do? I thought I was on my way to a great week as well, but it ended up average. Pissed me off. Pissed off Sunday, man. <laughs> I'm all happy Thanksgiving because I ended up, you know, getting the two and one, and then my lock hit on Friday, the Black Friday game. Oh yeah, I'm feeling freaking good, and then Sunday comes, and Amendola wants to bounce a freaking 58 yard field goal right off the front of the post. Oh yeah, just to shatter my under. I mean my uh my over. Just just a killer, and then uh, wrong side of Denver and Cleveland. I've never. Never would have guessed the over hitting that one either. But Denver's playing good. I'll give him credit. So uh, I finished uh three and three. Started off three and one. Uh going into Sunday. Lost those two. So that brings me to twenty and thirty overall in the NFL. And I hit my lock with the Jets. Uh so that brings me to four and eight, my locks. Okay. All righty. Let's get into it. NFL week, what is it, thirteen? Yes. Uh Thursday night, Seahawks and Cowboys. Dallas is nine point favorites, total sits at forty six and a half. Um, you want me to go first? Yeah. I'm going to lay the nine with Dallas. Ever since Dallas burned me, they've been beating the dog shit out of everybody. Um, I'm not really impressed with the Seahawks. People were trying to call the Seahawks a contender earlier in the year. I never really thought so. Um, they've been struggling as of late. So they've lost three out of the last four. They just got trounced by San Francisco. I would say uh, they got trounced by Baltimore on the road. Dallas has been running through everybody, including their divisional opponents, since they lost to Philly. So I'm going to lay the points um, on a short week. I'm going to lay the nine. Five and oh at home. Which yeah, I get worried about keep laying over are, touchdown with Dallas, but I'll just go uh, Cowboys first half minus five and a half. Okay. Which way are you going, Joseph? I'm laying the nine. Okay. Uh, there's no reason to think otherwise. Is Kenneth Walker still out? Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if he's coming back or not. Oh, okay. I thought, okay. I didn't think he was, but. Anyway, like some of my team? fantasy leagues have him projected for points, but. um, Yeah. You know how that is. Yeah. Yeah, I know you keep fucking losing when I need you to win, too. I tried. No, you didn't. I'm playing teams, they're scoring points on me. You didn't even come close to winning. Must be nice, though. I probably would have beaten mo- most of you bums. Not me. Not me. Yeah. <laughs> so who are you talking to? Ghosts? <laughs> I've had the most points scored against me. Second most. Uh, by a very small margin. Lucky for you, you've had the least. You want to talk about teams putting yeah, points Yeah, I've up had the you. most points scored as well. Yeah, well, it's a good combo when no one can put up points against you. That's lucky. It's by a landslide, too. Yeah. Like, you outscored everybody, and it's not close at all. Yeah, well, I'm talking about the points... Scored against them. So yeah, that's oh, not that's, close. That's not close either. No, I don't know. All right, <clears throat> by far, not, by far and away, the best team in this league. Okay, no, uh, I don't think you win. Look, I don't think you're going to win. I'm Chiefs have an offensive not, problem, but you don't want to. No, go they do not have like an that. offensive problem. <laughs> Why is he telling you? I, I think you've plateaued. You've plateaued. No, the the best time to go on a slump is right now because it's going to pick back up once playoffs. You're start. definitely nervous, though. I can tell. No, I'm not nervous. You just you, well, you just answered what I said to him. That's a sign that you're because nervous. they don't. <laughs> He's he scored 31. He's nervous. last weekend. You're definitely worried. You're, I'm not you're, saying chinks, you don't. There's I'm chinks, not saying it. there's chinks in your team's armor without question. We'll see. 
I mean, there is. Travis Kelsey hasn't been exactly up to stuff. He's doing well. You're not worried that he's a little distracted going to Argentina for no, fucking. Just wait for play. Well, just wait for the end of the season, dude. When Swift comes to the games again, <laughs> it's gonna be game over for you boys. You're definitely worried. <laughs> You're definitely worried. I'm not what do you worried. Say like that? I need a Cinderella story just to make the fucking playoffs. But I'm handling my own business. I need help from everybody else. You couldn't beat fucking whoever it was, Josh. No, I played. Dude, um, Josh. I don't know. He lost to somebody that he Dude, shouldn't have lost to. I played to somebody that scored 165 points. Yeah, so did I. Yeah, whatever. All right. Uh, <laughs> Saints and Lions. I'm going to take the under, 46. Okay. Fair That's enough. all I got, really. <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I don't know that the Lions come in and just, like, trounce the defense. Um, I don't trust us to score anything, so... Clearly, we don't trust the kicker who made four kicks in a row. So, yeah, I'm taking under 46. I think it. I, I don't think. Uh, I think it's too high. You don't have a thought. Um, I don't really lean any way with the side. It's at four, huh? Yeah, that's a four and a half. Yeah, you can get either one. Yeah, I mean, there's not much bright spots for the Saints right now. So, no, not at all. I'm hoping the defense comes out and does something. Yeah. Though, so. <clears throat> but I also don't think we're going to score shit. So. The Lions defense. It ain't that good. Been great. Um, What's your, how many total you got? Uh, Two more. Okay. One, good. then my lock. Go with the one. Um, I'm going to lay the three with San Francisco. Big surprise. Why is that big surprise? Because I think San Francisco's the best. Huh. I think Philadelphia, you know, I mean, while they've been winning, it's kind of been. It's been a little more yeah, scrappy. a little bit. Rocky, who they play before the Bills? We bet, a, we bet against them. Kansas or City. No, we bet on them. Yeah, close. Offense problem. Game where they might have lost if, um, if they could Buddy had points. hands. Yeah, KC um, could put points on the board. Yeah, I, th- I think San, San Francisco's defense, the pass rush, creates a problem here. Yeah, I'm on the Niners. Hurts, I'm on the Niners as well. to do as much with his legs against this team. Yeah, I'm on the Niners as well. The Eagles really haven't looked all that spectacular. They're They're – it's almost kind of astounding that they are ten and one. I mean, they played Dallas close. They played KC close. They played Buffalo close. They played Washington close, just in the last four games. So, um, yeah, pretty much for exactly what you said. I think that the, I mean, that D line for San Francisco is a problem. The D line for Philly is a problem too. Jordan Davis and and uh, Jalen Carter, yeah. and then you've got you've got Fletcher Cox. Yeah, and I think then he got hurt. Um, who's the other one? Uh, Brandon Graham. Brandon Graham. Uh, Reddick, they got a lot. They got a revolving door, guys. That can get after them. I, uh, yeah, I'm gonna lay the points with the Niners, though. It, it is like two of the uh, the two top teams in the NFC, and then home team getting points that worries me. But I do think that uh, I think the Niners, not that anyone needs it more, I guess, but the Niners are eight and three. So maybe you see a little bit more urgency. I doubt it, but. You just had Philly go to overtime with Buffalo in a, in a tough game, uh, in the wet in the rain too. So I'll, I'll take the points. Uh, I'll lay the points with the Niners. Are you on this one, Joseph? No. Okay. I have one more in the lock. You can go ahead with your one more. Uh, I'm gonna go under forty two and a half Chiefs at Packers. Okay. Under um, what? Forty two and a half. Why? Do you see something different? No, I was just just wondering. <laughs> um. <laughs> Kind of low, huh, for the Chiefs? 
Well, yeah, I should tell you something. I think um, I think it could be snow in the forecast. It's going to be right around freezing. They said it could drop below that. Um, and we saw the Packers defense get after golf last week on Thanksgiving, forcing three fumbles. I think they could have some success at home getting after Mahomes in this game and slow him down enough to stay under this number. And I, offensively, the Packers are young. Uh, Love could have a tough time in this game against a good Chiefs defense as well. So my only pick to under. My only pushback on that would be a, golf's a dipshit and was fumbling when he was scrambling. So, yeah. Um, and Mahomes is not. I yes, yes, correct. <laughs> Wait, I thought you thought he was. Me? Yeah. <laughs> or is he just struggling? I never said Mahomes was struggling. No, the Chiefs. Yeah, I said they, they don't have weapons. Yeah, they have they're figuring it out. They're not. Um, all right, all we have left is our locks of the week. It's a lock, Kramer. You've had this thing under control for almost three years now. But it's a lock. They need that fucking juice. They need that next bet. They need, come on, come on. Yes! <laughs> when they win, they go fucking crazy. You're a bad motherfucker. Go next show and grab your fucking nuts and tell the world somebody sniffing my fucking nuts. Oh, it's the Chiefs. Your lock? Yeah. Really? Chiefs minus six and a half going on the road to face Green Bay. Oh, it's the Chiefs. They, um... <laughs> The Packers have the 27th ranked rush defense in 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 the country. Uh, I mean the NFL. So I think the Chiefs. We talk about the struggles. It's like one way to kind of make things easier is to run the ball. They can. I think Green Bay. When, when we've seen the uh, Chiefs defense struggle, it's been against teams that can kind of run the ball. Green Bay has been struggling to do that. So um, I'm gonna lay the six and a half on the road. Chiefs are my lock of the week as well. Uh, and it's because of the defense. So, I don't think the Packers really find the end zone very much in this. The total's low for a reason. I, I don't think it's because – I understand that the Chiefs do have an offensive problem, but they have the best player in football in Patrick Mahomes. Jordan Love's not about to go snow, rain, sunshine. It doesn't matter. I don't think he's going to go into a shootout. It, it, it's not going to be a shootout, but he's not going to go in a head-to-head matchup with Patrick Mahomes and come out the victor. Just don't see it, especially when you have a defense like the Chiefs now have. That's the difference maker in this game. Uh like Joseph said, they were able to get after Jared Goff. Patrick Mahomes ain't Jared Goff. So even with the lack of weapons, I would take Patrick. I would take the Chiefs 10 out of 10 times before I took the Lions. Even with surrounded by weapons, Amandra St. Brown and Jameer Gibbs and all them don't care. I would take Patrick Mahomes in a heartbeat. So I've never once said that it's because of Patrick Mahomes that they're struggling. So I uh, And they're not struggling, but they're just not putting up points on the board like we're used to. Um, I think it's a good spot. Sunday night, kind of silence. Some of the, some of the doubters, they're very good on the road. I'm going to lay the six and a half. With the yeah, they came back the down 14 to the Raiders this yeah. weekend. Yeah, yeah. To win 31 to 17. I yep. scored them 31 to three. Yep. After the first quarter. Yeah. So consensus lock on the Chiefs. Um, what is your lock, Joseph? Um, I'm going to go Falcons at Jets. I'm going to take the under here. Under 34. I know it's super low. It's that low for a reason. Um, it doesn't. The Fal- the Falcons beating us doesn't do anything for me. Um, I think the Jets' defense is going to play very, or is going to play well at home. I like the Williams brothers and this tough front seven to clog up the running lanes, which is Atlanta's strength, and force Ritter into making some mistakes on the road. Um, I would take the Jets plus three, but offensively they're so freaking bad that, and Atlanta has a pretty good defense as well. So I'm scared off that line, but I'm going to stick with the under 
for my lot. All righty. There you go. That is our best bets of the week for the NFL. We'll recap real quick. Thursday night, I'm taking the Cowboys minus nine, the Lions and Saints under 46, the 49ers minus three, and my lock of the week is going to be the Kansas City Chiefs minus six and a half. Cowboys first half minus five and a half. We're going with the 49ers minus three. And for the lock of the week, it's going to be the Chiefs minus six and a half. Um, I'm also on Cowboys minus nine. Uh, Chiefs Packers, I'm going under 42 and a half. And for my lock of the week, Falcons and Jets under 34. All righty. There you go. That is uh, our best bets for the week. Episode 173 is in the books. Do you have anything to say before we go? Jaden Daniels for Heisman. <laughs> I once coined the phrase, Bo Nix sucks crow dicks. Um, <laughs> there's no way he wins the Heisman now. <laughs> Do you have anything to say before we good go? Good luck, good luck. Everybody hit subscribe, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. It doesn't matter. We're coming off of one of the most profitable weeks that we've ever had. A lot of these fucking dweebs have gone silent now. Can't find them. Uh, they were rooting on the downfall. <laughs> they were fading the picks. They have no more money. We're going to make more this week. Y'all have a good one. Who that? Play long enough, you never change the stakes. The house takes you. Unless, when that perfect hand comes along, you bet big, and then you take the house. I've been practicing this because a little bit that I rushed. It felt like I rushed. It was good. I liked it.